so I didn't grow up in church. Okay. Um, we, I grew up as like a priester. So okay. Christmas and Easter. Got you. Yeah. And uh, Two big I grew ones. up, yeah, I basically grew up Catholic. So would go to St. Thomas More okay. and uh, would go twice a year. And I actually didn't really believe in God in my early teen years. I kind of felt like it was almost like believing in Santa Claus. Like, I don't know why, but like the idea of a mm. good father was something I couldn't really wrap my head around. Mm-hmm. And so when I was told that like, hey, God is a good father, I think I have a great dad, but my dad maybe wasn't always present. Okay. And um, having not felt like much affection from him growing up mm-hmm. made the idea of like a God that would love me just sound like the most unrealistic thing. And so uh, it wasn't until I was about 15 years old that my mom got radically saved, like okay. total 180 experience. And she started dragging us to church. None of us wanted to go, <laughs> especially every Sunday. Good mom. And Good mom. Uh, great mom. And so she dragged us to church. And probably after about a year of being drugged to church, um, it finally started to click to me. And, and I started to understand a lot more about who God is and ultimately started that relationship with him. So walk me through that because you're yeah. the Santa. God is Santa Claus. Yeah. They're, they're, they're equal at this point. Mom yeah. gets radically saved. So what are you like, where are you, what are you thinking in that process of like, okay, mom really believes in Santa Claus now yeah, and we have to go along. And as a high school student, that's different. It was, yeah, it was definitely a big change. And, you know, for that first year, it didn't really impact my life at all. Like Uh I, in the sense of like my day-to-day life, like I would go to church and I don't know how present I was. I wasn't Mm -hmm. really checked in, just kind of going through the motion And I think what honestly got my attention is at that same time in my life, I was really struggling and I was going through other things that I can dive into as well that brought me me to like my knees. And it was ultimately like sexual purity stuff, like pornography and all of that. And it's 15 years old. You know, it started off like being something that was a funny thing me and my friends would do. Mm-hmm. It would be like a sleepover and it's like, hey, lock the door. We're going to watch something on TV because he's got whatever, some kind of cable or whatever it is. Yeah. You get those channels, right? Gotcha. So this is back in the day before, yeah, phones had images or nothing like that, right? Uh-huh. So, um, but what started off as like something that felt kind of like innocent and funny and with the boys mm-hmm. became something that was more than that. And I noticed mm-hmm. when they, we would stop watching it and I'd go back, home on and it's monday i'm like man i still want to like view this kind of stuff right and so i knew it was wrong and i knew it wasn't helping me like i i recognize like this is feels destructive and i feel like i can't stop and so i remember being in a service where the uh the youth pastor was talking on that topic mm-hmm. and i had never heard it talked about before ever like I didn't, I don't know. Like I didn't talk about it with other people, and I never heard an adult talk about it. And so at that point, when the youth pastor was kind of like talking about his own journey through that, um, I kind of got to a point where I was like, I'm desperate. Like I need help. And so, you know, I responded to the altar call, and I would say at that point, like I connected God to the ability to get through this. And I think I almost turned to God not because I thought he was such a good father and all of a sudden like all my beliefs changed, okay. but more because um, it's, I, you hear that quote, like typically God's address is at the end of your rope. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's where I was at. I was at a rock bottom and it was my only option. And so I was willing to take that leap 
and trust him because I felt like I had nowhere else to go. Wow. And so just from there, then you're just, okay, church is it. This is, yeah. this is my, uh, I'm building a new foundation. You're right. At this point. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're, we're in church now. Yeah. And you're growing up. Tell me about just you, like architecture, just where, yeah. where does that, how does that fit into everything? Yeah. So it's funny. If you would have asked me, even as young as five years old, what I wanted to be, I always said I wanted to be an architect, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. But like I've, uh, my dad has a landscape construction company. So I always grew up around construction and that type of environment. Okay. Um, as a kid, like all day, every day, I'd be in the sandbox building stuff. Like my mom would be like, man, you were the easiest kid because you just play in the sandbox all day with your toys. Because I just loved creating. Like there was something about that and building that just I, I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And early on, you know, even in, I can remember specifically in middle school and in high school, I'd have my notepad, but I'd have two two halves to my, my notebook, right? The half where I'm taking notes on what the teacher's saying. Right. Then on the other half, I'm drawing houses. And I don't know why, but I just really enjoyed that type of uh, craft, I guess, right? Like I loved trying to create homes and I loved like that there's a math side to it that you kind of got to make sure like spaces fit right and yeah. things flow and, and all of that. So it's funny because so I, I loved art growing up. And uh, I had a really good friend who was great. Now, mine wasn't houses. We were drawing like anime characters and superheroes and stuff. And he was always like a lot better than me. Like he he had gone to school. He had done the shading and stuff. Mm. And I'm like, dude, I'm just trying to figure out. I'm trying to copy his stuff. That seems hard. Yeah, man. (laughs) And I thought I really thought art was going to be my thing. Mm. Um, They gave me the option to take CAD in high school. And I was like, but there's math. It's not the kind of art that I'm trying to do. And for a small moment, I thought maybe like, okay, designing houses and like big skyscrapers and stuff, that 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 seems pretty good. And then I got to that math part and I was like, oh no, no, no. Not this is it. this is <laughs> a little different. This isn't it. Mm-hmm. So you you start going in that direction. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. We're going yeah. to architecture and then like what, tell me about like how that starts to change. For yeah. You. So like even in high school, like senior year, um, I had already taken three years of architecture class. I was half my schedule was architecture classes. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Like it was the easiest year ever. Um, and transfer or, or eventually went to UNLV here in Vegas. Okay. My first year declared architecture as my major, took my architecture classes. And the thing that changed my mind from architecture was when I bought a book about architects, and I actually got to the chapter that was talking about um, kind of like salary, what you make as an architect and all these things. Okay. And up to that point, I had an idea of how much schooling was required to become an architect mm-hmm. and understood like, man, this is kind of like being a doctor. Like there's a lot that goes into it in terms of your formal education and then internship hours and all of that afterwards. Okay. And when I looked at the pay, I was just like, man, that just does not <laughs> seem to make sense to me. And, uh, and who knows if that book was accurate, but in my head, it was accurate. It was and accurate so enough. Yeah. I, uh, I pivoted that year. So at the end of my first year, I said, you know what? I'm going to go into business. Um, and I don't really know where that's going to lead, but I love business too. So okay. I'm going to go that direction. And so I did another year and a half of business. Um, and, you know, I, I don't even know what caused me to want to go to Bible college, except that I was really involved in my home church. Okay. And really involved in the youth ministry and God up it up to that point had really changed my life. Like I was a hundred percent all in and it felt like, man, the most important thing in life in my mind is 
is my relationship with God and doing what God would want me to do. Mm-hmm. And so all of a sudden, business didn't seem as appealing in that season. And okay. I thought, man, I want to make as big a difference as I can for the kingdom. And I feel like in order to do that, it looks like being in ministry full time. Mm-hmm. And so from there, I um, basically made the shift and there's a different puzzle pieces that led to it, but uh, ended up landing on a school in California and okay. transferred there and ended up doing the Bible degree. So let me ask you, because I hear that a lot in mm. church. Yeah. Like if, if I'm going to make a difference for God, it's got to be ministry. Like yeah. that's got to be the thing. Mm-hmm. Like now I think it's evolving a little bit to where people are seeing like, there's a lot more to do than just work at a church. Right. But why, how did you, was that just kind of, uh, influence on you just from just growing up in church and that's just kind of how uh, typically how we perceive that to be or you know do you think God was kind of leading you into that that's a good question I'd say it was probably both okay. I felt like I definitely was feeling God's hand leading me in this direction mm-hmm. and it's funny because it does tie into what I shared earlier about me not understanding God is um, a good father so the school I ended up deciding to go to was known for its apologetics, which is like the defense of the Christian faith. Right. And up until that point, um, I, I guess I skipped this part. At 19, I had a real big crisis of faith. Okay. I, I started to doubt a lot and not really think that this whole thing is true. And so I got super depressed and um, it got dark. Like it was a season where I literally got even suicidal and was like afraid that like, man, maybe I'm going to take my life. Cause I feel like life is meaningless. Like it got, it was probably the, maybe the darkest season of my life. It wasn't a good season. Wow. And during that time I was talking to one of my pastors at my home church and he's like, you got to meet with this guy named Jason. He's like, Jason is someone that's really into apologetics. And I think he can help you out. He can help give you a different perspective that maybe you're not hearing here within our church. And so I met up with Jason and that relationship turned into us meeting up every week. We'd meet up for three hours. We'd go to like a restaurant, hang out, wow. catch up, talk, and ultimately talk apologetics. Um, and that relationship still goes on to this day. It's 15 years since then. That's great. And uh, for the first five years, we've kind of met up like every week. And so he really invested in me a lot and uh, really helped me understand, you know, why he believes what he believes. Mm-hmm. And that gave me some handlebars when it comes to Christianity to not just feel it within my heart that Christianity is true, mm-hmm. but also I'd say like know within my mind and have a level of understanding of why I believe what I believe. 